It's a mock draft Monday. We dive into a new mock draft from NFL.com as well as one submitted by one of our listeners. Then more speculation comes out regarding Rob Gronkowski's possible future. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, joined by my co-host, co-GM, co-whatever you want to call him, my good buddy, David Harrison. You can find his written work over at BucksGameDay.com, while I am still over at BucksNation.com. And make sure you're following along on Twitter, at LockedOnBucks, at JYarko underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Yeah, we thank you again for making us your first, first listen or your first view every single day. Today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And we're starting this mock draft Monday off, James, with a listener submitted or viewer, we're not actually sure, uh, submitted mock draft contribution coming to us today from Daniel Beatty, who emailed it to our Gmail account. Daniel, we greatly appreciate your submission. Not going to go over every single thing. You did a lot of a lot of activity here. We're going to go over uh, the first two days of this mock draft because that's let's be honest, that's where everybody really wants to talk. But Daniel's starting off with some fireworks. Round one traded pick number twenty seven to the Kansas City Chiefs in return. He gets pick 29 in the first round, and he gets pick 94. So the Buccaneers add 94 to 91 there in the third round. He gives up pick number 261 with the 29th overall pick, James. Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle out of the University of Georgia, a favorite amongst media members, amongst fans, uh, comes in. And Daniel writes that he replaces Indomitian Sue either this year or next year, regardless whether he's unsigned or whether he retires moving into the second round pick 60. Daniel takes Christian Harris linebacker out of Alabama, basically making him the heir apparent to replace Levante David when he retires. Of course, Levante on the final year of his current contract and then pick 91, the Buccaneers organic pick in the third round, Leon O'Neill Jr. Safety out of Texas A&M to come in and help replace Jordan Whitehead. I think from Todd Bowles comments, we pretty much know nobody is straight up replacing Jordan Whitehead. Jordan Whitehead's replacement is going to be done by a community of players Leon O'Neal Jr. is going to be one of those players. And with that 94th pick, James, in the third round, he trades it. He trades the 94th pick uh, to Miami for picks 125 and 158. Some, uh, And this is where, like, a Miami 5th, a Chicago, like, there's just a whole lot of picks involved here. And actually, I'll throw this last pick out. 125 is Zion McCollum, cornerback out of Sam Houston State, that I was telling you uh, pre-recording because we are also in the midst of our own network-wide mock draft that we will be turning into a episode bonanza over a full week, our ultimate mock draft for the fourth year. Correct. If, if I remember uh, that we're doing this, there's one year that I tried to black out because it never happened. And you guys definitely never heard the trade that we made that we should not have made. That's going on right now too. Zion McCollum very quickly becoming one of my favorite mid round cornerbacks to potentially join the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I like uh, I like what he did at the beginning of the draft. I like trading back a couple of spots, gaining that third rounder, and then still getting a guy that you know you and I would have taken 
there at 27 and Devontae Wyatt. I, I just I'm growing to like this kid more and more and more by oh, the yeah. day. And we know kind of the the running joke now over the course of the last five, six years has been anyone who starts to get continuously mocked to the Bucks by multiple people ends up being the pick. It's almost yeah. like everybody knows who the Bucks' first round pick is going to be every single year, regardless of draft position. I'm not going to, and I apologize, uh, I, I'm not going to really gush about the second or third round picks. Mm -hmm. I'm not a, I, I understand the, the selection of Christian Harris. And I guess it's hard to kind of judge it when I don't know who's still sitting there available. Yeah. But when you take a look at these first three picks, I'm not putting linebacker and safety real high on my list of priorities for the draft yeah. over, you know, it, he went D line in the first round. So I need wide receiver depth. I need secondary depth. I need offensive line depth. We, I need tight end depth. So those almost appear to me to be more like luxury picks and the bucks mm -hmm. don't have the luxury to do it this year. Yeah, I think, you know, I, and I agree with that to a certain extent. Like I like the, the foresight to think, you know, Levante David's not going to be around forever, uh, things like that. And, and again, looking at the date on this mock draft, I do want to say Keanu Neal, not on the roster when this, when this mock draft was sent in. So that is important because that could possibly alter that Leon O'Neill pick. Uh, what sure. I will tell you is in the second round, I don't even need to know who came off the board. Somebody's going to be available, whether it's Sky Moore, whether it's Wondell Robinson, whether it's David Bell, whether it's Christian Watson, whether it's Calvin Austin the third. Stop me if you need more options. There's going to be a wide receiver available in the second round uh, that is going to help impact your team this year and into the future that uh, I would probably take over a guy like Christian Harris. But again, um, that's that's just really kind of dependent. If you're Jason Light and you know you're not re-signing Levante David, maybe, maybe you do bring in his replacement this year. Uh, to kind of soften that blow next year. So love the love the logic. Don't necessarily have to agree with all of them, but that's why we do these conversations because we don't always agree on everything that we do in these mock drafts, like our ultimate mock draft coming up. So Daniel, by all means, feel free to tell us where we got it wrong. When that drops, it'll be dropping here very soon. Speaking of draft, though, we got another mock draft coming up here on Mock Draft Monday. Could the Buccaneers trade back so far in the first round, James? They don't even pick on day one. Well, Chad Reuter of NFL.com thinks so, and we're going to tell you why he's wrong. But first, we're going to talk about BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your sports betting needs and information. Find all your latest sports developments, odds, podcasts, and reviews for all your different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. So head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Segment two here at the Locks on Bucks podcast. David Harrison and James Yarko coming at you on YouTube or on Odyssey or wherever you download your favorite podcast. Also find us on Twitter at JRko underscore Bucks at DHarrison82 at Locked on Bucks and our written work at BucksNation.com and at BucksGameDay.com. Thanks again for making us your first listener, your first view. Make sure you're also following the Locked on NFL podcast, Locked on Experts, covering the big stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. And if you check out today's episode, I will be on there talking with Lauren Cox about the unfortunate passing of a uh, former Ohio state Pittsburgh Steeler, Washington commanders quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, unfortunate news that happened over the weekend. Uh, a young man who was definitely looking forward to getting his career on track and having opportunities for his family, his wife, uh, his other family members and his NFL career, James, a lot of kids out there getting ready to start their NFL careers. And we hope that all of them are able to be as successful as possible. The bottom line is we know that's not going to happen, but 
all these teams are going to be looking to make the best out of these picks. Chad Reuter, Reuter of NFL.com dropping a four-round mock draft. Number one, Jacksonville Jaguars take Aiden Hutchinson, the edge rusher out of Michigan. Number two, Detroit takes Malik Willis, the quarterback out of Liberty. That's becoming a more and more popular uh, mock draft selection. I'm not sure it's going to happen, but we'll have to find out. Houston Texans at number three take Ikea Kwanu, the offensive tackle out of NC State. Number four, this is where things get really interesting. Seattle trades up to number four to take Ole Miss quarterback Matt Corral, who I can honestly say I've never seen be the second quarterback off the board, let alone top five. And then at number five, the New Orleans Saints trade up to take Kenny Pickett, the quote-unquote most pro-ready quarterback in this group. So, James, before we get down to number 27 real quick, let's talk about the top five there. What do you think about this, quote-unquote, one of the weakest quarterback classes that we've seen in recent memory, three of them now going in the top five? Teams do crazy things when they're desperate to find a quarterback. What I find interesting is that Chad Reuter thinks that the New Orleans Saints are desperate enough to do this, even though they just signed James Winston to, well, it was a two-year deal, correct? So maybe they don't believe in Jameis long-term. Maybe they're just hedging their bets and thinking, well, if Jameis doesn't work out, we have the most pro-ready quarterback um, you know, waiting in the wings. Uh, I love it for the simple fact that New Orleans wasted draft capital to move all the way up to the top five to take a player that is not going to help them this season. So Buccaneers fans should like that move. But I find it curious. But like I said, you know, we know teams go crazy for quarterbacks because if you don't have one, you need one and you're going to you're going to start taking dart throws. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if we ended up maybe not these exact teams, but if we ended up seeing three quarterbacks taken in like the top 10, I'm not going to be shocked. Yeah. I mean, it's a quarterback market. There was a time in in this mock draft, you know, scenario or the draft analysis season that people said there might not be a quarterback taken in the top 15 this year. You know what I mean? But I think we all kind of had it in the back of our minds somewhere that quarterbacks get overdrafted. Every single year, Baker Mayfield at number one, Jared Goff and, and Carson Wentz at number one and two. It happens every single season. I would be shocked to see three in the top five, just because even though quarterbacks do get overdrafted, this class, that is woof. Like that is one heck of an overdrafting. Two in the top five, I could see one in the top five, especially a guy like Malik Willis going to a team that knows they're years away from really being competitive. I could see them taking a flyer on a guy like Malik Willis. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, but not only talking about tra- trading up in this draft, because keep in mind, they don't have a lot of future draft capital either. So the draft capital they're going to have to give up to move up from 16 to five. Like, I, I can't imagine that's not both their first this year. So you're, you're, you already traded up to get the second number one this year. Now you're trading both those number ones. So essentially, by the time this whole thing is done, you're trading like five or six draft picks to get Kenny Pickett. He better be the next coming of Drew Brees. But Enough about the New Orleans Saints. There's no graphic. I wish I could like. Whoosh. Anyway, number well, 27. What's going to be funny yeah. is like five years from now, we're going to look back on this quarterback <laughs> draft class and be like, how wrong were we? There right. are six Hall of Famers in this in this draft at the quarterback position. It's going to be Real. it's going to be the most wild turnaround ever. If there are six Hall of Famers out of this draft class, I will eat my own shoe on this show. You guys heard it. You guys heard it. Mark it down. Now, here's what you have to remember. I said I'll eat my own shoe. I'm going to go buy a shoe made of cake, 
and I will eat that cake on this episode. No, no, no. no Pick no, number no. 27, James Jarko. The Buccaneers trade number 27 to the New York Jets. And in exchange, they get pick number 35, 117, and a fifth rounder in this year's uh, NFL draft. Again, it's a four-round mock draft, so we don't know if that's pick 146 or 163. But they gain the 35th pick. They gain the 117th pick. The Jets get N'Kobe Dean. James, why do you hate this trade? I hate this trade for a lot of reasons. Number one, I don't think the Bucs got enough uh, to move out of 27 when you're only getting pick 35 and then, uh, what is that, a third rounder and a fifth rounder? Like, yeah. no, that's not that's not enough to drop out of the first round. You're losing the fifth-year option on whatever player you do take first, and I think that's huge. And number two, just you know, for the sake of, of argument, players that were still on the board when the Bucks moved out of this pick, you had Wyatt, you had yeah. Petrie, you yeah. had Booth, you yeah. had players that were instant plug-and-play players that will have immediate impacts on this team, and you moved out of it. Right. It's, it's bad. It's a bad trade. It's a bad return. It's bad strategically for who you could have had. It's just bad. Yeah, I mean, you also had George Pickens out of Georgia still on the board. Yeah. Jahan Dodson was still on the board. Sky Moore, who has gotten a little bit of back-end first-round talk, was still on the board. I mean, just there's a plethora of players that could have helped the Buccaneers potentially win a Super Bowl in 2022 to trade back. But they do a trade back in this uh, mock draft, and it just gets a little bit worse, at least from where James and I sit on the Lockdown Bucks podcast. Pick 35, James, the Buccaneers take Boye Mafe edge rusher out of Minnesota to, I guess, back up Joe Tryon Schwinka, maybe rotate with Joe Tryon Schwinka. I don't know, I guess. it, But what it does mean is that JPP definitely not coming back. At pick 60, the Buccaneers take Dalvin Cook's brother, James Cook, running back out of Georgia, and the people rejoice. Third round, pick number 91, Cole Strange, offensive lineman out of Tennessee, Chattanooga, joins the offensive line. There's some good depth there. Fourth round, Zion McCollum. We talked about him in the mock draft submitted uh, by Dan. We're talking about him here. We talked about him before recording. Zion McCollum, cornerback out of Sam Houston, going to the Buccaneers at pick 117. And then at 133 to round out the four-round mock draft, Thomas Booker, defensive tackle out of Stanford, who uh, has two sacks in the last 18 games. So what do you think about the mock draft class from Dan Ruder at NFL.com? Woof. Woof. That is, that is a solid C. It's a solid C. That's being there. generous. Um, yeah. So you get you get depth at a position of need with the third round pick of Cole Strange. You could argue that the Buccaneers need a running back. You absolutely can make that argument. I've been pounding that table, even with the return of Fournette and the return of Geo. I still think they need another running back in that room because they have not theoretically replaced Ronald Jones yet. Right. But... That is not as pressing of a need as corner or wide receiver or, I don't know, how about a defensive lineman like Devontae Wyatt who was sitting there at 27? Mm -hmm. Instead, you go with a backup edge rusher with your first pick. You go with a number three, maybe number four running back in the second round. Mm -hmm. I mean, all I know about Zion McCollum is what you've said, so... He could be a steal in the fourth round. I don't know. But again, he's not an instant impact guy. Thomas right. Booker won't even make the initial 53-man roster. Um, so all around, from the trade down to pick number 133, this is an unmitigated disaster. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I don't like it either. I mean, and it's no offense to any of these players like Boye Mafe. You know what I mean? If Joe Tryon Shoinka is not on the roster, Boye Mafe, I think, is a, is a great fit. Um, sure. James Cook, good player. You know what I mean? I just Absolutely. given what they haven't addressed at this point in time, like if you if you find defensive lineman, like if you get Logan Hall at, at number 35, then OK, take James Cook at, at number 60. Uh, you know, I'm still a little bit worried about the wide receiver position, but you can't address every single thing in the NFL draft. You know what I mean? You've got to leave a little bit to post draft free agency. Zion. Yeah, I like him, but I like him as a, as a day three guy. You know what I mean? That, like he's good, but he's a good day three prospect. He's probably he's competing with Ross Cockrell for snaps. That's that's about where he's going to be in his rookie season unless he really comes on the scene, in which case, you know, Jason Lentz going to win executive of the year. But yeah, uh, it's it's nothing against any of these players specifically, just what they represent for the Buccaneers doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Although, uh, look, maybe these guys know something about uh, the Buccaneers edge rusher situation than, than we do because a lot more and more of these mock drafts are having the Buccaneers go edge in the first or early second rounds. Don't like that. Don't, don't like that at, at all. Um, but Hey, we'll express that in our ultimate mock draft where you and I get to make the smart decision for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes. And we'll be told by all wide and, and, and spread out across Bucks nation that it's a perfect pick. Oh, we're going to make so many people angry. (laughs) Gronk is back in the news yet again, and we're going to let you know what happened in just a moment. But first, I have to ask you, have you tried Built Puffs? Because David will not stop telling me about how good brownie batter puff bar is. And uh, I can only imagine because puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They are a treat, and they are covered in 100% real chocolate from brownie batter to churro. Coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. What was the other one that you just got? You got like strawberry cheesecake. Ooh, I got raspberry cheesecake. That's a built bar. That's not a built puff. That's a built bar, but it's delicious. And I'm not even a fan usually of like the fruit flavors, but the raspberry cheesecake is amazing. I do love a good piece of raspberry cheesecake, but all of these bars, puffs or the OGs, they're low calorie, high protein. You can replace your candy bars and they are better for you. A typical candy bar, anywhere from two to 300 calories. Built Bars, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, 17 grams of protein. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they're going to make it, they're going to figure it out, and then they're going to reverse engineer, and they're going to make it good for you. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you're going to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Wrapping things up here on a Monday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko, David Harrison on Twitter at jyarko underscore bucks at dharrison82. Find the show at Locked On Bucks. And David, I have to start off this segment with a special shout out to my guy, David Stackman. David reached out to me on Facebook. Turns out he also lives in Ohio, new to the show, just started watching and listening to us, said that he loves what we uh what we do here what we talk about and uh asked me what part of ohio i lived in i let him know yeah it turns out he's like 10 minutes down 75 for me so we start chit-chatting and david in in all of his awesomeness says hey i have a picture i want to send to you uh give me your address and and i'm going to send it over and he sent me this awesome super bowl 55 champion it's on uh what's the word i'm looking for um Cardstock canvas. canvas. It's on. It, it's a go. canvas print, framed, 
beautiful. David, and it's heavy. So much. It is very heavy. Yeah. So very when the ninjas heavy. come calling, you have a you have a weapon. So yeah, for those of you watching on YouTube and you saw the new picture in the backdrop, that is courtesy of awesome, awesome Buccaneers fan here in Ohio, David Stackman. So David, thank you again. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, awesome you, first David. name as well, by the way. Yes, fantastic first name, which also gets confusing when I'm talking to that David and then I transition to say to you, David. It never gets old uh, hearing you praise the name David. It's just it's just more the more the better. I'm just saying that David sent me this awesome picture. Uh, just, yeah, this David makes you money. Whoa, <laughs> I earn my money. We make it together. Yeah. Just say. All right, but David Harrison. Back in the news once again is Rob Gronkowski, Gronk man himself, Mr. Spike, uh, current free agent tight end who has not yet made a decision in any way, shape, or form as to whether or not he is going to return to football this season. But, David, you had brought up some things uh, off off air uh, regarding Rob Gronkowski and what is going on with him as of the latest. Yeah, so most recently he was at the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards, I believe co-hosting with a person. Miranda um, Cosgrove. There you go, that's her name. Hosting with Miranda Cosgrove from iCarly. Yes. yes. And School of Rock. Took me a while to realize that she was one of the one of the students in Jack Black's School of Rock. Great yeah, movie. Yeah, I, I already knew that. I don't, I don't know how you didn't know that. Um, so that's where Gronk was most recently and uh, took the time out to speak to uh, people at People. And also people at SB Nation and told them both basically the same thing is that he hasn't made his decision. He doesn't know if he's coming back or not. He loves the Bucks. He loves his teammates. He loves the organization. And if he comes back, it will be for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So if you're a member of Bucks Nation, what does that mean for you? It means that if Gronk's not playing for you, he's not playing for anybody. So there's a little bit of, of a silver lining there. He did also say, James, and this is probably the most concerning part i mean we kind of already knew all that we are and we already assumed right especially we talked about it. when the buffalo bills signed oj howard uh the cincinnati Bengals went out and signed somebody else can't remember exactly who anymore uh, but basically both those were both the competitors for rob gronkowski services that we had perceived out there in the open market so as soon as those guys moved on basically it was a sign that rob had told them i'm not going to come play for you whether I'm going to play at all, either way, I'm not going to play for you. So basically, Rob, validating that or verifying that information. So that's good news to a certain extent, right? The bad news in some of the conversations, I, I believe this is specifically from the one with people, is that he has said there is no timeline. He was asked specifically about draft weekend, and Rob Gronkowski said there is no timeline. Doesn't mean he won't make his decision and tell the Buccaneers what that decision is before draft weekend, James, but the prospect that he may not make that decision before draft weekend, how does that sit with you? Not great. Uh, in fact, it was something that I had talked about, I think, on my solo episode. I, I can't remember. Uh, all, all the days start to run together after a while. Yeah. Um, the Buccaneers need to plan for life with Gronk or life without Gronk. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure they have plans for both. But you can't execute your plan for life without Gronk and then turn around and find yourself in life with Gronk. Right. So it's going to affect the draft strategy. Now, we've laid out plenty of positional needs that they can and should address before tight end. Uh, tight end certainly up there. But I think an order of importance, order of immediate impact, there are other positions that they can look to first. Mm -hmm. They find a tight end on day three. They can come in, start to learn, be a little bit of a rotational guy. Great. Awesome. Fantastic. Wonderful. Outstanding. There are enough 
pass catching tight ends out there on the open market. They're, none of them are Gronk. None of them are going to be Gronk. Yeah. But I think Blake Jarwin has plenty of untapped potential given the fact that he's dealt with some injuries. But then again, he's dealt with some injuries, so you're not really sure how well he can hold up. There are some other guys out there. Uh, you got Kyle Rudolph, who's kind of in the twilight years. He might be chasing a ring, but the guy still has hands, can still move the chains on third and six if you need him to. So if you get through the draft process and you don't have an immediate plug-and-play guy, which you probably won't, they can still address the tight end position, and they still have Cameron Brait. Cameron yeah. Brait was the tight end one for this team for a couple of years and did a just fine job. Thank you very much. So you can always go back to Cameron Brait being the guy, but this decision affects more than just Gronk. This affects the entire team and the team's approach to the NFL draft. Absolutely. And, and you know what? I'm going to stop short of calling Rob Gronkowski selfish because I don't believe he's being selfish. I think he's earned the right uh, to, to make this kind of decision and take his time making the decision. That's that's the perk of being a future Hall of Famer, guys. You know what I mean? It just it just is what it is. But I think uh, if you're Jason Light and this Buccaneers staff, you basically have to enter this thing saying, we don't have Gronk till we do. So if you go into draft weekend with no Gronk, you approach the draft like Gronk is not going to be there. And if he is there, well, gravy on top, kudos to to the team. And that's great. But I think that no matter what, you're, you basically have to go into there. And the way I look at it, James, is day two and three, you have to get a pass catcher in both. You have to get a pass receiving running back, a tight end that is capable of catching the ball, and a wide receiver and or a wide receiver. Two of those three have to happen day two and day three, one on each uh, round one. You take the best player available uh, at, a at a position where they can potentially impact your team. Uh, Devontae Wyatt is obviously the player I think that most of us covet, maybe not Zion Johnson, a close second. So that's kind of the bad side. We're going to end this on good news, right? So good news sandwich. Good news is Gronk's playing for the Bucks or nobody. Bad news is he may not even make his decision until after draft weekend. Good news is Camila, Camilla Kostic. I don't know if I pronounced it right. Rob Gronkowski's girlfriend wants him to play. And that's according to Gronk. He was asked about it. And he said that he believes she wants him to play again. She supports him greatly. She wants to see him in action. She knows he loves it. She wants to see him doing well doing good things out there. Plus, he also said she loves the other wives and the other girlfriends in the organization. She loves the atmosphere around the team and the organization. She just genuinely enjoys the whole process. So you have Gronk out here spitting mad love about his teammates, Tom Brady, the coaches, the organization, and now his girlfriend also does. And James, I know they're not married, but you know the saying goes, happy wife, happy life. Well, happy girlfriend, happy life friend. I don't know. Happy, happy-ish, right? I think it matters a little bit that Camilla wants him to play. It it very well could play into his decision because I've been speculating. Maybe Gronk wants to step away because he wants to spend more time with Camilla and, yeah. and supporting her endeavors and supporting her career and getting to travel with her and things like that. If she's sitting there saying, no, babe, I want you to play. I want to go hang out with Mariah and Giselle and, and the other girls. And, and we have a blast and I love hanging out with them. And I know you love football. Let's, let's do it again. You know, my, my travels, my career, it's all still going to be there. Don't worry about it. I want to see you play. That's going to weigh heavily into Rob Gronkowski's decision, just like any decision that we make as, as people that are in relationships, you weigh in, the opinions of of your wife or your girlfriend or your spouse or or whoever it is because you know happy spouse happy house and oh there, that's a better one I should have said that yeah um so you you take that into consideration one hundred percent because oh. you're not 
you're not going to be selfish about the decision that you make. You're not going to do something that they don't want you to do. And you're not going to, uh, avoid doing something that they want you to do. Yeah. You got to, all the information has to come, you know, together and, and you have to sort through all of it, the pros and cons, everything. So it's encouraging that Camilla's on our side and yes. want to see number 87 back at Raymond James spiking footballs into the ground in the end zone. Hopefully they don't bounce into the crowd and then they got to get them back because Tom Brady broke yet another milestone because he breaks them on a weekly basis. Absolutely. So, all right, David, with that, we are going to get out of here. We will be back tomorrow with more Buccaneer stuff to talk about. If there's anything that you would like us to talk about, whether it's draft related, free agency related, anything at all, you can shoot us an email to lockedonbuckspodcast.gmail.com or give us a call at 813-444-5841. We look forward to all of those calls, all of those messages, all of those topics, and we want to thank all of you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view of the day. Now you need to make your second listen at the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It is also free and available on all platforms. For David Harrison, I am James Yarko, and until we speak again, Make sure you are checking out everything going on over at BucksGameDay.com, BucksNation.com. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another, fire those cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here at LockedOnBucks.